We're here to help you navigate your business growth with strategic conversations and insights from experts in multiple industries. Welcome to Wayfinding Growth. This episode is brought to you by Impulse Creative's Video Marketing Masterclass. George B. Thomas built out an 11-module on-demand course on how to leverage video in your business at impulsecreative.com forward slash VFM for Video Masterclass. Welcome to the show. I'm Dan Moyle. And I'm Remington Begg. We're glad you're here. On today's episode, we are talking with the king of clarity, Steve Woodruff. Steve's a consultant and an author who has helped many professionals from solo consultants to Fortune 100 pharmaceutical companies with their brand identity and their messaging. He's definitely a wayfinder for others. So Dan, what did you love about this episode? Oh man, Remington, uh, I've took some notes here, man, for viewers. You see my <laughs> notepad too. there. Um, so one of the things I love about this is when he's talking about growing your business, we're wayfinding growth, right? We want to grow and find that, mm-hmm. find that journey. He talks about going deep into a niche that he thought maybe was tapped out, but he just went deeper and grew even more and had coming back to that. Well, so for wayfinders thinking about that, you don't necessarily have to go beyond your, your niche or your niche. Um, and then the second thing is, uh, again, King of clarity, we're talking about clarity. It's not just the clarity of message outside of your your business, your brand is clarity within it as well, internal communications. And we talk a little bit about that and how he helps people do that. And it was just a great, a great uh, in-depth insight into mm-hmm. clarity uh, on both sides of that. So um, how about you, man? What did you take out of this today? Yeah, so for me, um, so between the, the past couple of episodes that we've had, there's been a there's been this keyword that keeps going around is self-awareness, right? He didn't really talk about self-awareness necessarily, but you could tell about like his trials and tribulations he had the self-awareness is what brought him back on course where I think if people aren't focused on one, who they are or don't have the clarity about who they are, or what they do um, the, you know, not having that self-awareness is a detriment. So he definitely has that. The other thing is I've never really heard it uh, used this way. Uh, going after symbolic language to bring across your point. It's actually fantastic. I thought that that was really great. I can't wait for listeners to dig into that in a few moments. And then, and then he talked about the, the tool, like being the network of people. And I love how he impacts that too, where I think a lot of times, especially when we get busy and we're focused on growth, 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 that, um, that network of people is one of those things we don't think about until we need it. And if you don't nurture that along with the rest of the stuff in your business, that could be killer. Absolutely. Yeah. Great insight. I'm so excited for listeners to to dig into this. Uh, We are here for season two, episode six with Steve Woodruff, the King of Clarity. So, hey, let's set that course for growth. Woo! Steve, welcome to the show. This is Wayfinding Growth and we are excited to have you on board, my friend. It's awesome to be here. Great to see you guys. Absolutely. So the King of Clarity, uh, let's talk a little bit about how you help entrepreneurs and business owners as you call it, find clarity. What does that mean in the big picture? I usually speak of clarity in terms of three main things, uh, the identity, the focus, and the message. So every company, every business, every brand needs to be crystal clear on their identity. You know, what is your purpose? What are your strengths? What are you really all about? What's your place in the market? Where you fit in the marketplace, are you going at big, are you going at small, are you going for entrepreneurs, startups, all that. And then, of course, your message. You've got to have a very clear, succinct, memorable message that gets across in 15 to 30 seconds because that's all the time we've got. And uh, what I have found is the vast majority of businesses lack clarity on one, two, or all three of those levels. 
And which one do you see as kind of the, I mean, is it, is it, is that the order, your identity, your focus, and then your message? Correct. That's okay. how I see it. It should ideally come forth. Uh, the message is built on, you know, where your focus is and what your identity is. So uh, if there's a, some kind of a group called Impulse Creative, and I said, <laughs> well, what's an Impulse Creative? And you said, uh, well, we do kind of marketing things. <laughs> well, that's not a clear identity. I mean, sure. I'm not real clear what's going on there. Right. And uh, if I say, who do you serve? What part of the market? Well, we basically go after anybody that pays money. Okay, <laughs> right. that's not a lot of focus there. <laughs> and so subsequently, you, there's no message. Uh, your right. message is I'm just another company looking for a handout. So uh, you've really got to zero in on what makes your company unique and cool and differentiating and special. What do you hear when you, when you hear that? Well, I love, I love it because I, um, so I talk to people all the time about, we help companies create a consistent marketing message, right? Putting out the same message out, like the the continuity. I talk about continuity and focus all the time. So it's like man after my own heart there. Um, (laughs) but you know, but I like the, I like the idea of the clarity behind it. And, you know, because the company really needs to have that clarity within before they can project it out. And Correct. I have to say that that's a, that's a really great point because when we're doing like our brand exercises and stuff with clients, they, they tend to, if they have it, they, you know, that's almost like the North star for them. And yes. if they don't, it is like pulling teeth to get any kind of movement or direction. So that's uh, I love that you brought those together in that order. Um, Cause that's absolutely, that's absolutely on point. North Star is a great term. I'm reading a book right now called Forging an Ironclad Brand by Lindsay Peterson, and she talks about brand being the North Star. Mm-hmm. And I often talk about having the compass and the GPS and the direction. And it really is internal work. It has to be done by the people that are running the company, leading the company, uh, if we're going to have any kind of consistency and alignment in our message. Uh, and for many people, that's a big step of faith. I mean, it's what it is. It's saying yes to very specific things, which means you're saying no, saying no. to a lot of other things. And that's the scary part. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And like, I remember in my BNI days, Business Networking International, like they always talked about the fact like, asking for a referral from anyone is an, is a referral from no one. Right. And it goes the same thing in business right now. And I actually just read one of your blogs that you put out about the business is closed and um, you know, just based on like putting those pain points together and like articulating a message that might sound really complicated, but also, you know, super uncomfortable for those individuals. So that's, that's pretty, that's pretty awesome. It's a, it's an art form that's difficult for people inside of a business that Mm -hmm. don't have a branding or marketing background because our tendency will be to speak about a lot of technology, a lot of detail, a lot of insider language. And one of the biggest struggles for companies that actually do have real value, they do have an identity somewhere, but they don't know how to pull that into a crystallized message because they're too close to it. Right. And so they're in the middle of the forest and the trees and <laughs> they don't do a good job actually communicating with people. Sure. No, that's fantastic. So, so when we talk about, so, you know, we get into the, like charting the course. So how did you get here? 
in regards to, so obviously the, you've got the book clarity. Um, like how did you get to this point? Like what, what was your, what's your journey look like? Like most people, uh, it looks like a pinball machine. You know, you bounce from <laughs> here, there, and there. And, you know, how did that happen? And and there's probably point zero zero one percent of people who mapped it all out from the day they graduated oh, from for sure. school had a linear career. Primarily sales in uh, medical devices, a very uh, technical niche. And there I learned about business. I learned about sales. I learned a little bit about marketing because it was a small company and there was nobody else to wear that hat. And I, nice. I was interested in it. Uh, so I did 10 years with that company, uh, never really figured myself to be a salesperson. I did it because I was good at certain disciplines, but the longer I went on, the more aware I was that sales wasn't my strength. And this was part of a theme that has carried through the rest of my career into clarity is my own self-awareness of what are my strengths? What am I really good at? So after 10 years of that, I felt like I'd done all that I could with that company. And I went on with a, a smaller a software company that worked primarily for the pharmaceutical companies, uh, online learning, e-learning, e-testing. Mm-hmm. And there I did a lot more brand and marketing work as well as sales, as well as consulting. And I began to flourish a little bit more on this idea of good messaging and understanding, you know, what a niche is and figuring out how you fit into a larger ecosystem. Uh, so that was another 10 years. And then uh, once again, I felt that I'd done pretty much all I could for that company. And so I went out on my own uh, 13 years ago. And my uh, my business plan there was to work with this whole universe of training vendors that I had gotten to know through that software company because we were one of many vendors that worked for commercial training groups in pharma. And I worked as a go-between, essentially a broker or a matchmaker, a referral agent between pharma training organizations and this universe of vendors. Uh, It took me about 18 months to come up with the concise message that I was the e-harmony of pharma training. But once I came up with that message, people got it. Sure. Uh, And so, so part of that was if I'm going to refer people to the ideal vendor and refer vendors to the right work, I needed to understand what the vendors did best. So I started to sit down with these companies, some of whom had been in business for 10, 15 years and go through an exercise. And I didn't even know what the exercise was. It was just me being me. (laughs) And in a span of a couple hours, we'd figure out their brand and their message. And and for some of them, it was absolutely groundbreaking. For me, it was as easy as breathing. I just did it. Just think that way. Yep. And and I began to see that there was this magic that I had in this branding and marketing and eventually came to call it clarity, where I could uncover a company's DNA, figure out how they would fit in the marketplace, what their niche was, and how to message it. So because of the matchmaking work, which I still do, and I still do a lot of consulting in pharma and training, uh, I came up with this process that turned into Clarity Consulting, uh, which I then began to do with all kinds of other companies outside of that niche, to with people in career transition, uh, and then expanding now even into Clarity of Communications and Collaborations for Internal Teams. But all of it is based on how do you effectively get a point across to people and how do you get everybody aligned on the same page? That's the sort of essence of it. 
And uh, so it grew, this clarity practice grew out of these experiences and out of uh, my attempts to build a business as a, as a go-between, uh, basically a, as an intermediary. And uh, turns out the clarity part's what I really had the most value with. There you go. Diamond in the rough. And you ended up with that title of King of Clarity, thanks to Chris Brogan. I remember that from our one of our conversations before. Yeah, um, yeah he, uh, yeah, you know, you, you don't give yourself titles like that because it's way too presumptuous. But if someone else gives it to you, 100%. Okay. yeah, it, it. true. So, you know, he, he threw that on my Facebook timeline for my birthday a few years ago. Happy birthday to the King of Clarity. Ha ha ha! And I looked at it. And I said, "Man, that's that's kind of genius." You're hired, and, uh, <laughs> right? Right. So yeah. I just took it and ran with it. That's, that's awesome. fantastic. Let's see what I heard you say too. Is you called it the eHarmony of uh, pharma training. Mm. Now that's a, I mean that's a heck of a way to clarify something, right? Borrow from something else and make it yours. Is that the only way to find clarity? Or are there other ways that, that are helpful in that like that that quick clarity message? So what you've described, which is what I call the, the symbol or the metaphor, is the actual pinnacle of clarity. All the work we do up until that point of establishing what is what the who, the what, the where, the how, the, the statements of, of where you belong and what your niche is, what we're always driving toward is to bring it down, distill it down to one statement, usually with symbolic language, that people will get immediately because the quickest shortcut into somebody's mind is a metaphor or an analogy. So if I can take a business and help them bring it down to a quick word picture that they can communicate, that I feel is the most effective way to promote any company better than advertising, better than billboards, better than full page ads. I mean, that magic phrase is what you want to arrive at. And that's what I'm always driving for when I do clarity with someone. That's interesting. So much like message is the third part of it. Symbol is the third part of, or the, the, the high mark. Yes. Okay. Yeah. The symbol is the ultimate. And if you can take it, all the complexities uh, of a business and its niche and its customers and, and what makes that business unique and bring it to a point uh, so that, in a networking meeting and you have maybe a half a minute to, to talk to somebody, if you can get that point across that quickly, you win. That's uh, mm. that's better than 99.9% of your competitors can do. Yeah, for sure. Hence the title of the book, Clarity Wins, because it wins, right? It wins. <laughs> that's go. correct. That's good. Um, I, so I want to ask a little bit about your getting back to your journey again, you talked about the, the pinball here, the, how it goes around. Uh, I got to believe in that journey to getting to where you are as that entrepreneur, as that business owner, as that, that king of clarity, there had to be a couple of probably stumbling block or two. Uh, would you be willing to share one of those uh, shipwrecks with listeners to kind of give a lesson out of that? Like, cause I, again, listeners are, are entrepreneurs, business owners, folks that are probably having some of those and maybe feeling like, Oh, I just can't get my clarity trying to grow. Know, yeah. Right. So well, for yeah. me, for me, the biggest problem has been, and this is for many, many entrepreneurs and creatives, and that is I too easily have gotten distracted away from my business focus. So when I started my, my, my work 13 years ago, it was right at the dawn of the social media era. Mm -hmm. In fact, I launched my, my business on blogging and on using cheap, free tools that were social media. 
And I, like many others at that point, got very enamored with social media. And I began to divide my time too much, turns out, between my pharma work and this very fascinating, wonderful world of, of social media marketing and communications. And I did believe, and I, and I think accurately, I saw an incredible business there, an opportunity there. And I didn't quite know what it was, but I wanted to be in. So I kind of, unfortunately, divided some of my attention. I got very much into that world. I tried to create that as a sub-business or as a part of the business, which never quite worked out. And uh, and eventually, it just, where was the money coming from? It was coming from my pharma clients. and I, So I had to sort of back away from that. And then with Clarity, I've had a similar struggle. So with with my Clarity work, um, it also, I can see that it's way bigger a message than pharma and training. It's, it's basically universal. It's huge. I call myself a, a micro influencer with a macro message. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, and so I have been tempted again and, and have to some extent gone off a little bit too far in the realm of trying to build this independent business outside of my revenue stream of pharma and become a generalist in clarity. But even since launching the book, I've had more and more work swinging back over from my pharma clients as I start to take these principles and apply them to corporate needs, corporate communications, collaboration, mm. internal networking. And again, for me, that's where the money was. And for 13 years, every time I've come back to the where it's not in this other thing that looks just so tempting to go after – so there's the discipline that every entrepreneur struggles with, I think, is I still keep finding myself wanting to jump at something else. Shiny things. Shiny, Shiny things. And yeah. really legit. I mean, it's not like, yeah. it's not like I'm, I'm off in outer space here. I'm seeing real things, but sometimes <laughs> there's a swim lane that's yours and you got to stay there and not, you know, get overzealous. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's where we use, um, that's where we use our mission and our vision really heavily here is we've got them dialed down where we can ask ourselves questions like to your point, social media or, you know, conversational marketing is the most recent, like, like pillar that we start to try and talk about from a service delivery point of view, like making sure that it stays true to our mission. Does it help us solve the problems that we define in our, you know, in our value statements to clients? And if the answer is yes, it's like four or five criteria. If the answer is yes in all of them, then it's an, it's an okay to move forward with. It. If the answer is no in any one of them, it's a no go. Like that kind of, that kind of stuff really, um, is really important to that point. And I think that lesson that you have where, you know, you've been lucky enough to be able to come back to it and identify your self awareness is pretty obvious, um, from a conversation standpoint. I think that sometimes people, will forget this when they're focusing so much on this and it's not viable um, until it's too late. So yep. that's some, gr that's some really great, um, some really great insight for sure. A related one, which is similar, even within my sector, uh, what I have found is that there are a relatively small number of people that become my customers that are my advocates that are the ones that are providing the vast amount of revenue. But I have this internal compulsion 
to try to reach everybody. And I even <laughs> write against it in the book. I've spoken against it. I've, I've, and I've had to keep telling myself, listen, yeah. Bozo, you've been, you know, <laughs> and yet, <laughs> and yet I want to reach thousands. I want to reach them all. And, and once again, every time I say, where's the money coming from? It's mm. from this relatively small handful of advocates. Yeah. Focus on those. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> For sure. And you, and you can go deep into that niche, it sounds like, too. You think, okay, I've helped all the farmer people I can, or I've helped them in any way I can, but you keep going deeper with them. I haven't even scratched the surface in pharma. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is I know right. there's so much more there, and I'm, I'm one guy, okay? I'm not a right. big company. So I, I know in my head there's plenty of opportunity there. <laughs> I just need to go about it in a disciplined way and not be constantly thinking way too big. Yeah. Yeah. Great lessons, Steve. Discipline. Love it. What do you think is if so if that's one of your one of your shipwrecks is focus, what's one of your proudest moments that you can look up and see, man, that's where I really hit it out of the park was when I did this. Well, this one will be a little bit unusual, but for me, it has been uh mentoring and working with my oldest son, who is now a marketing consultant. Uh, now an emerging expert in the whiskey industry. Uh, he's a, a internationally known influencer uh, on social media. And he and I got started together on this whole journey of learning about whiskey. And he has taken this thing and run with it. And I've been able to play the role not only of dad, but of consultant, of brainstorming partner of, That's you know, awesome. we've, we've just been working together on this thing. And to the point where just last week he was, uh, he went on an all expense paid trip to Taiwan for a week with uh, a up and coming distillery there, Kavalan that makes great product. And they brought him there and, and he's, and he, one of his unique things that he does is he takes tremendous pictures, whiskey mm-hmm. pictures, especially on hikes and on mountains and this kind of thing. He's built this whole thing of the beauty of whiskey and nature that, that people have now imitated all over the world. Uh, and so these companies will pay him to do uh, photography, to do social media marketing, and to be an influencer. He's got 72,000 Instagram followers. That's great. Uh, and he's known all over the world as Whiskey Nate. So it, it used to be that people, when they were young, oh, you're, you're Steve Woodruff's son. Now I'm Whiskey Nate's dad. That's great. Uh, <laughs> and that's, that to me is the best. That's awesome. Because I, I want my kids to excel beyond the, the one that's, you know, really well known. What could be better than that? That's, that's so fantastic. Like I, and I love that. I love that your proudest moment came back around to your children too, because a lot of times in entrepreneurship, like we start to, we start to go sideways, if you will. So that's, that's fantastic. And whiskey Nate, now I'm gonna have to look at it and look it up. We've actually got a rum shop, Ryan here, uh, which, which is hilarious. <laughs> he does a similar thing in the Caribbean with rum. Uh, so that's, that's fantastic. Um, so thanks so much for sharing that. So, sure. so when you look at, like the navigational tools as you know, we, in in a, in the essence of trying to keep this nautical, like what, what things did you wish you knew or wish you had when you started, like started on this journey? The one thing that I wish I had, and I've, I've uh, talked to many who've started up businesses uh, since, because I do a lot of talking to startups and entrepreneurs is uh, you really want 
a sugar daddy or a, a keystone client <laughs> or somebody that with money in their pocket wants what you're doing. Sure. I launched on an idea. Mm-hmm. It was a good idea. I survived, but man, I, I now looking back, I wish I had figured out a way to make sure mind. I wasn't, you know, going in the red first before approaching the sure. black. Uh, and so that's, that's kind of like, you've got to have somebody. First of all, it's proof of concept and validation. Yeah. That, that you, you have some value and somebody, you know, has, has a, a desire to pay you for something. Um, but for me, the most valuable navigational tools all throughout have been my network. So uh, I've talked about getting distracted by social media. However, the good part is that I have over the years built a tremendous network of people. I've met many of these people face-to-face at conferences and other places. And being able to bounce ideas and needs and make contacts and do referrals through a network of people, smartest thing ever. And uh, I would encourage anyone to look not just at the mechanics or the, the software tools or the whatever, but to realize that it really does work a whole lot better when you've got a bunch of sympathetic souls with you yeah. That you can uh, cry on, you know, that, that you can help support, that can provide input. Many of my ideas have started as proto ideas that I have bounced off of numerous people. And I saved me a lot of grief <laughs> getting the input <laughs> early instead of later. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It kind of comes back to the relationship economy in a way. It, while you don't want to think of people as transactions, relationships really are the ultimate currency. And help you to be your wayfinding points, I guess. Yeah, yeah, and then and then I believe strongly, and this was a major theme in my book, uh, in the power of referrals. And referrals come from those kind of relationships. And one of the things I love to do is to introduce people and to refer people. And I love, of course, to to gain referrals because that's how you get business. And then I built my business on referrals, targeted referrals. So referrals for me is not an extra or a nice to have. I, I view it as the way to do business from now and in the future. And with everything else that's swirling around and all the dynamic nature of the marketplace, referrals are always going to be the primary way to grow. And it comes back to the, the clarity then, right? I mean, that's my guess is maybe obvious to the listener, but if you're thinking referrals are it, then having that clarity of message is so important because if I tell you what I do, I can now like I can now go tell people, hey, oh, you're in pharma? Well, I know the eHarmony of pharma training. Correct. Like it's all about that clarity then, huh? That's the goal of the, the pinnacle statement. The pinnacle statement allows me to get into your memory in a way that is simple and clear and allows you to transfer it to the next person. So mm-hmm. the beauty of having a simple memorable, vivid message is that it activates referrals. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's great. Love Steve. it. Man, this is good. This We got full can't, of... Can't wait to read that book. It's it's <laughs> awesome. Man, I'm telling you, Remington, you're going to love it. It's really good. Um, and if you really want to have even a, a leg up before you get the book, go. I'm going to shame, shameless plug here. As far as this network, Steve and I had a great conversation where you can get even yeah. insights. Um, we should definitely put that in the show notes for sure. Yeah. So Steve, you, you talked about 
mentoring your son, Whiskey Nate, uh, but if you could be a wayfinder to a lot of folks, and maybe you've already said this in either, you know, your, your shipwreck, finding your focus, whatever it is, but if you could be that wayfinder for some folks, what would be your, your wayfinding points you want them to hit, the, the first piece of advice that you give them? For me, the first piece of advice is as you're starting your business, as you're beginning to grow your business, as quickly as you can, find your differentiating niche. Now, many times when someone starts a business, you kind of have to just take whatever revenue you can get. And and there may be a period of time where you're just, you know, we'll work for food. But (laughs) ultimately, the only way to make progress and to rise above the noise is to be able to find that niche where you have a clear message and a clear advantage. And you may need the help of a branding consultant or a clarity consultant or an agency or somebody. But the best investment you can possibly make is to get your message and your focus straight on because that's going to affect your work every single day. If you're not focused, if you don't know where you're going, every day you are losing money because you're not heading in a specific direction or people are not remembering what you're saying, or you're approaching the wrong potential customers, or you're offering the wrong things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, I, I, many times I speak with, with companies and they, they you know, quail at the idea of in, taking a day or two to invest in getting their optics clear. Mm-hmm. I just can't think of anything more important, frankly. That's it's great only, advice. Only a day or so, right? Yeah. Yeah. Great, great advice. Well, and it's saying, you know, day or so with a couple, a couple key people may equal, you know, half of a day of the rest of your team not being, not clarifying or not understanding the direction that you're going. So that, that definitely, definitely solves that. So is there anything that we didn't ask you that you want to make sure our listeners know? One of the things that I think um, I emphasized in the book was a lot more of clarity on the outward side of how do we communicate to prospective customers and others. Uh, but what you've just alluded to is also very important, which is the clarity of alignment with the team. Hmm. And you've got, to, whether it's a small company, whether it's a department in a large company, whatever the team is, and now increasingly in the corporate world, you have uh, – uh, agile teams that are going to come together and, and work for a period of time for discrete things. There may be multifunctional t- people. Well, it's even more important to take these teams and get clarity around where are we going and what's the purpose of this and what's the deliverable? Because many times you don't have alignment and clarity among corporate groups. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm actually doing more and more of my work. Uh, even though I'm fascinated with the branding and the, the sales referral marketing aspect, yeah. but I'm seeing this need for alignment and clarity as something that is, uh, again, very broad companies of all sizes, teams of all types. Um, if people can misunderstand things, they will. Yep. Yes, yes, we, yes, we will, won't we? Be <laughs> we just had enough. <laughs> Dan and I just had this conversation like two minutes before we jumped on this about something yeah. that we designed and built out that is being communicated, like isn't being communicated the, the second way around, and well, we gotta blow it up. Let's yeah. roll. So that's yeah. that's some great that's some great insight for sure. 
Awesome, Steve. Hey, where, uh, so where's the best way to find you? We're going to put some links in the show notes, but where do you send everybody, Steve? Uh, so on the web, it's claritifuel.com is the website. On uh, Facebook, it's King of Clarity. And uh, the book has a short link, claritywins.org, which goes directly to Amazon. And uh, there you can order the soft cover book or the ebook. Uh, and uh, Twitter, which I don't use that often, is S. Woodruff. So look up Clarity and we'll find you. That's perfect. Excellent, Steve. Thank you very much for being a part of this. We yes, will uh, we'll put all that in the show notes, man. All right. Great. Thanks, guys, for having me. Yep, absolutely. Thank you. Remington, good to meet you. Yes, you as well. I feel like I've known you forever now. <laughs> Thank you for listening. If you like this episode, please share it. Post it, tweet it, gram it, email a friend. Give the gift of knowledge to someone you know that could benefit from it. And if you really loved it, please consider leaving a rating and written review on your podcast player of choice. And as always, go to wayfindinggrowth.com for resources and past episodes. Remember, we're here to help you navigate your business growth with strategic conversations and insights from experts in multiple industries. Thank you for listening to Wayfinding Growth.